Hey, Pete, what's your favorite basic piano chord voicing? Yo, Pete. Peter. I'm Adam Manis, and you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast, Daily Jazz Advice, coming at you. Coming at you solo today for the first time ever. Uh, I'm kind of shocked that this is the first time ever because we've been at this since January of last year. Peter Martin is gone most of the time, and we somehow managed to do a daily podcast. Don't ask me how it's worked out, but we have. But this week, uh, schedules got a little too hectic, and uh, some things came up, and we're not able to be in the same room at the same time. Uh, even via video chat. So I'm going to do uh, the rest of the week solo uh, for you beautiful, you'll hear it, listeners and YouTube watchers. Uh, but I'm going to make it up a little bit. We'll make up for the lack of Pete uh, with this great Steinway piano. And we'll tackle some things that we get asked a lot about here uh, this week and some technical things that uh, hopefully you'll find useful. So let's dive into it. Today we're going to talk about four basic chord voicings every jazz musician should know. Now notice I said every jazz musician and not uh, every jazz pianist. And that's because these four are kind of the, the foundation of, of voicings uh, in this music. And even if you don't play piano, they can come in handy, especially for arranging and uh, for, for even just like quick arranging on, on the fly. If you know what these voicings are, uh, that can be very handy. If you are playing with a pianist who plays these voicings and you understand sort of the basic fundamental concepts of them, you can kind of uh, intuitively know where they might be going or know where the harmony could take them or what their options are, and that could help you play with them as a bass player, as a drummer, as a soloist, uh, what have you. And if you're a pianist, you probably do know these voicings. If you don't, you should for sure. And uh, if you don't know them in all 12 keys really, really well, now's the time. Don't, don't waste time because these are uh, super, super fundamental. All right, so let's get going. The first is a rooted voicing. We're going to call it the 2 plus 3 or the 3 plus 2 or the 3 plus 3, whatever you want. It's, it doesn't really matter how you voice it on the piano. I know some people are very particular about this. But for, for me, it's more about the concept of how these voicings are structured. These are rooted two-handed voicings. Um, I'm going to say 3 plus 3. Uh, for this for this demonstration and the concept is very simple in the left hand you have the root and the shell if you're doing three in the left hand right so if we're doing a two five and e flat the first chord is f minor seven and we want the root and shell in there so i'm going to do f which is the root now the shell is the third and the seventh or the seventh and the third so we'll do the seventh e flat i have uh large enough hands that i can hit tenths so we'll do the third which is a flat like that. So that's the first rule of this 3 plus 3 voicing or 3 plus 2 voicing is that it's built up from the root and the shell. Nothing goes in between the root and the shell. Everything is on top of that. Now in your right hand, now is where we add the colored notes. Like we add, uh, you know, the ninths and the elevenths and the thirteenths uh, and all the alterations for altered dominance. So uh, for this F minor 7... I'll add the 11th, I'll add the 13th, because I love that sound, and I'll add the 9th. So here from the bottom up, I have F, E flat, A flat as the 10th, and then I have the 11th, B flat, the 13th, D, and the 9 on top. Beautiful voicing, very, very handy. 
easy to understand. What's great about this too, if you don't play the piano, is you can really see with these voicings how they're set up, the extensions, and, and how they sound against the root and the shell. I mean, because it's literally split by the hands. All right, now the second, the second chord of this 2-5 is the B-flat 7. So we need root and shell in our left hand, so B-flat is the root, D is the third, A-flat is the seven. Now, so this is good voice leading, by the way, from the two. Right, so root, three, seven of B-flat. And now we're gonna add some pretty notes. We'll add the flat nine. We'll add the, let's see, sharp 11. And then we'll add the natural 13. So coming from that F minor seven, again, nothing but root and shell in the left hand on both of these, and then nothing but the pretty notes in the right hand. Notice I'm not doubling any notes at all. We try to not double when we can, especially don't double the third if it's possible, just for overtone reasons. Okay, so the one is E flat major seven. We're gonna use a six nine chord. Uh, and this will be like a 2-3, just because of where my hand is. I'll do root and third in the left hand, and then I'll hit the 6, which is part of the shell, with my thumb in my right hand, and then the 9 and the 5. Nice voice leading. Altogether, it sounds like this. Pretty standard, but something that I think every, every jazz musician should know how to do and how to structure. Again, from the bottom up, it's the root and then the shell and then any of the pretty notes. We're talking the ninth, the 11th, the 13th, the fifth, and then any altered extensions that you want to do, especially on dominant chords. You could do it on, on the one, two with that sharp 11, but anything like that is easily built with this, this basic chord voicing. Okay. So the next one, number two, out of our four basic chord voicings every jazz musician should know is uh, block chords or closed voicings or lock hands or whatever you want to call it. This is a five-note voicing, and, it, and for our purposes here, it doesn't really matter what scale you're using. Uh, it's octaves. The left hand is playing just one note, the octave of the top note of the chord, and then the right hand is filling in whatever chord it is. So in this case, we'll do C major six. C, E, G, A, C. C major seven with the seven on top. B, C, E, G, B. All of these are locked hands. You know, and then there's the, the six diminished thing, which we'll get into actually on Friday, the Barry Harris thing. That works really well with this style of voicing. But these five note voicings where you have octaves spread between the hands and then filling in, you always want to have the shell and then another color note. You could do clusters like this. It's pretty open. The only rule is that octave. And the variant on this is a drop two where you take this and the second from the, the top, you drop it down. It's the most common. Just a block chord, dropping that. And this is the block chord with the locked hand uh, or the uh, closed voicing. Okay, number three is fourths and so what voicings. These are related because 
Uh, fourth voicings are just voicings literally built in fourths. Could be five note, could be four note, could be six note. Could be built diatonically, like on a dominant chord. Here's an F7 built from the seventh. Or it could be built in fourths with a, a third on the top, either a minor third or major third. These are the so what voicings. Fourth, four fourths, and then the major third. Okay, what's crucial about these is these are easily moved around diatonically. So if I'm in the so what voicing with the fourths with the major third on top, uh, we're in D minor here, so diatonically it's all white keys on the piano, and you've heard pianists overuse this a million times. You could just move it up diatonically, and it works in other keys. And same thing with just straight up fourth voicings. Like these dominant diatonic, you get some nice clashes, you get some nice intervals. I love that one with the, with the tritone on top. Uh, so those are fourth voicings, so what voicings, uh, crucial to understand, uh, especially for modal harmony and stuff like that, really get you that nice uh, chordal sound. All right, and so the very last basic chord voicing every jazz musician should know are spread voicings. The only rule with this is that uh, we have a voicing in the left hand. It could be a block chord. It could be a cluster. It could be a fourth voicing. Whatever basic left-hand voicing you want to do. And then octaves in the right hand with a note in the middle, either a fourth up from the bottom or a fifth. So let's say we're doing A-flat major nine. Literally have just an A-flat block, block chord, A-flat major seven. Then I have the ninth. I'll do the 13th and then the ninth. So my, my upper extensions are here in this spread. This could be an F minor seven. And then check it out. So if I want to do a B flat seven, I do the shell, and then I'll, I'll do an altered thing. Flat 13, flat nine, sharp 11, flat nine. To the E flat, again, the two five. So that's the only rule. And you can move these up and down, keeping the left hand the same. this sound probably. Uh, these are very, very useful. These are also really great if you're arranging for a larger ensemble. You can build some big sounds with this. And uh, when you hear a piano player do it, get out of the way because it's thick and it, it, it covers a lot of ground. All right. Uh, so that's it for the first uh, solo you'll hear it ever. I uh, hope you enjoy this. We'll be back tomorrow with the piano and Friday at the piano. Uh, and if you want to hear uh, any kind of uh, topic from us, uh, you can go to youllhearit.com. You could pick up your You'll Hear It t-shirt. You could leave your seven-star review only, please. Uh, uh, and yeah, leave us a question. You could leave us a voicemail, and we're happy to, uh, to answer whatever we can. So until next time, You'll Hear It.